0: Welcome to the roll for crit podcast. This is the place you want to be if you want to hear news and discussion regarding board games, card games, and role-playing games. We've got news, kickstarters, and our own play experiences to get through with you this week. Thanks for listening. My name is Jonathan Estes.
1: I'm Will Keeler, and, you know, I like to bring up some fun little not-related news story before we actually hit the more board game stuff. And did you know, Jonathan, that apparently everything you know about T-Rexes might be wrong.
0: I, I didn't even know that you liked to bring up non-board game news. So this is I, like, all it new to something me. Something weird or silly.
1: <laughs> but uh, it seems that every T-Rex we know might each be its own species or at least a bunch of them. So this means Pandasaurus has got to get to work with a whole new, oops, all Tyrannosaurus-related species expansion.
0: You're saying the Pandasaurus could be a real, could be one of them.
1: I would love it if... Because, I mean, it's not out of the realm that
0: one paleontologist is a board game nerd is like, we're going to need this one Pandasaurus. Yeah, why not? It would just confuse the scientific community, but that's their problem. It has nothing to do <laughs> with us. Uh, well, dinosaurs aside, it's just the two of us this week, but that's not going to stop us from checking in with our podcast mascot. He's an awesome R. Bard, and he goes by the name of Roland F. Criterion, and every week we follow his D&D inspired adventures last week was a momentous occasion because he successfully led an uprising, a coup, if you will, against the corrupt leadership of the small town that he accidentally became a freedom fighter for. And uh, now they have, as I said, successfully become the new leaders of, of this city. And Roland is sort of a kind of a legendary figure now in the, in the eyes of these people. And they're looking to him for counsel as to what should be done with the previous leaders. Those, of course, who did not fall in the skirmish, if you want to call it that. Should they be should they be imprisoned? Should they be exiled? Should they be executed? What should be done with the, the previous corrupt government, the, the remaining leaders? Uh, should they be punished for their crimes and How? We don't have a guest this week to to put this moral decision upon. We ha- it's 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 incumbent upon us to to help Roland decide uh, uh, wh- what he should do with this new power, which well, he's really come upon very quickly. And I don't know that he can handle it, quite frankly. Obviously, I think
1: he's going to actually hire all of them as his inner council. Because oh, they they just keep that no.
0: He's gonna do uh, the Boba Fett thing <laughs> yeah. where
1: he just. Oh I don't. Oh God, is that what he does? He just keeps all the bad people around.
0: Yeah, when there's people <laughs> in town, he's just like, "I'll hire you and be your friend." <laughs> that's kind of what he. That's kind of what he does. I I think I uh, he he's good, right? I have to double check. R- Roland is. Um, I mean, we, uh, uh, he's intended to be a, a, a he's good. Inten- well, of course, intended, <laughs>
1: but I I do believe as implied with the guests coming, he has many different
0: I would call him chaotic good
1: (laughs) yeah I believe in this case he believes in redemption but each leader is going to be judged separately like the leader who's corrupt but maybe was on the front lines will have a different versus the one that was trying to flee and run away with a bunch
0: of money so so we're taking this very diplomatically very very logically case by case basis he's going to try to like give give a just punishment for, I, on the case. faces. But I think Roland is
1: also going to do this, not in a way that like, as the new ruler, I think he's going to try. Cause in the end he is a traveling bard. He knows he cannot stay in one place.
0: Mm, mm. So I think
1: the big thing is what he needs to do is try to set up the judicial system and make people understand <laughs> he must go.
0: Well, let's roll <laughs> no. to set up a new judicial system. Uh, I, 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 maybe that's an insight uh, to, well, I was going to, originally I was going to say it was insight to see, you know, how well he judges the, the, the criminals, the people that he is passing, ju- literally passing judgment upon. Uh, and, and that that's the best thing I got. That's the best I thing I got. I think insight works. He's, he's looking back to
1: see if he can, anything he's learned on about like, not just society, but the people he's met along the way to, tie them all together and maybe not a perfect
0: but a serviceable government yeah he's certainly using his wisdom to to try to to try to make this happen yeah all right so uh so roll those dice let's find out how this goes uh, Well, and this is just a one roll right <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's
1: all we get and this is uh with uh insight
0: mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. so, so in total four. in total
1: yeah it's a six
0: Okay, so all, <laughs> you just barely avoided a critical miss. Yeah, I think he's just like, uh. Yeah, Roland is in <laughs> over his head here. He does not know. He He has never been in the position of power like this before. He's only level three. This is beyond him. He kind of got lucky. Uh, so I think I think he's ducking out of the city after establishing a terrible system <laughs> of of ruling, a terrible set of laws that don't make. You know, sense. I, I think he's got to do a uh, athletics check because he's just booking it.
1: <laughs> I think he's got to see everyone's angry with his suggestions. <laughs> yeah, he's just
0: he's just he's just right. Well, you know, yeah, I don't know. Did he stick? Does he stick around long enough to see the fallout of his terrible choices? Or is he like, yeah, here's your new uh, here's. Your oh, new- no, I think
1: in this case, it's so low. He. He's, he's taking the coward's way out, yeah. unfortunately.
0: Yeah, he's ducking He he,
1: he was great up to a point, but, you know.
0: Well, you know, yeah, he, he played his role. They really should not have asked him for advice on this. This is on them, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, now he's going to move on to bigger and better things. And so are we as we move on to our first real segment, the news roundup. <laughs> news <laughs> roundup. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to do it to you, folks, but uh, we are going to, a little bit, have to remind you of the actual world at the top of this news roundup. Real world news that is happening. It is very
1: strange, just...
0: You'd think board games would never collide with the real world. Yeah, but sometimes sometimes they do. In fact, a lot of times they do. When <laughs> certain things happen, you know, we've, we're living through a pandemic. That certainly had a plenty of effects on board games. And now, as you may have heard, there, there's a whole thing going on over with Russia and Ukraine. I'm not going to recap the actual news for you. I encourage you to go online watch TV, read a newspaper, however you get your news. Uh, And
1: please also look at multiple sources as there is so much coming from many different places that might not be fully backed. And that way you can make sure that you stay on top of everything and with the right information
0: just generally good advice. Uh, but needless to say, it is uh, now affecting uh, some areas of the board game world. Uh, namely, a few different people are speaking out against Russia for their actions invading Ukraine and, uh, w- and saying that they are no longer going to do business with or in Russia, uh, particularly Stonemeyer Games, publishers of games like Wingspan and Scythe, has said that they stand with Ukraine. They have cut off. This is coming from Jamie Stegmeier on the StoneMeier Games blog. Uh, they have cut off all economic ties with their Russian localization partners. Um, th- th- he says this will cost them somewhere between thirty 000 and sixty-five thousand uh, dollars. He says they are forgiving any payments owed by Ukrainian partners. So any payments they had outstanding they don't need to worry about anymore. And uh, as of today, or as of the time of this recording, he's also donated uh, $10,830 uh, to emergency humanitarian aid for Ukraine, which is equivalent to profits that he would have received from a recent shipment of games to Russia. Uh, Bruno Cathala, the designer of games like Five Tribes and Cyclades and Seven Wonders Duel, also uh, made a statement on his Facebook page saying that he is asking publishers to stop selling his games in Russia, And going forward, we'll, we'll do the same, presumably, you know, if until if and when the situation clears up, I, you know, I assume none of these statements are forever, but for the time being. And I would guess there are more of these types of statements coming if they haven't already that I just didn't see before we started recording. Uh, but it seems like I'm guessing this will cause somewhat of a wave, at least with a few other publishers. But uh, what, what do you think? You know, we don't usually see things like this on this. I think the last time I can think of that reminds me of the situation was uh, Black Lives Matter movement. When uh, protests started getting really big here uh, in the U.S., we saw a lot of board game publishers make statements of solidarity and donations and things like that. This is a pretty different kind of situation. Uh, and, you know, they're specifically... People are specifically saying we don't want to support the government of this one country. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think we will see more publishers talking about stuff like this? I, I think so.
1: To. I mean, just from my own general following of the the news story, it, it does seem. I would say most countries seem pretty more on the side of Ukraine, so I assume any publisher. In those countries, will tend to lean with the countries. That's just my guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I will want to point out one two for people to keep an eye out because I saw this is a game called Four Against Darkness. The designer is actually from Ukraine.
0: Mm. Actually, I saw on um, not sorry to drop, but on uh, no no please, Board Game Geek, they on one of their recent stories they or lists they have a whole list of Ukrainian designers. And there's, and there's yeah. a lot more games than you would think that are, like, pretty popular games by designers from Ukraine.
1: And I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I mean, Euro games are, are I mean, we think of Germany, but really all of Europe seems to be more. So it's not, it's like, uh, you know, it probably makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. this one I wanted to mention because the creator mentioned how he was lucky enough to be able to leave away, but he pretty much lost everything. So if you're curious, it looks like a bit of a drawing maps dungeon crawl game to take a look, uh, see if you can get it. And I'm sure there are there's going to be more ways to try and help support not just him, but like the list that you mentioned.
0: Yeah, a lot of the ones I'm seeing like um, uh, Alexander Nev, uh, you know, I shouldn't try to say these names. I'll just say the designers of games like Mysterium, Spyfall, Dice Hospital, Detective Club, uh, Lockup, a role player tale. Uh, endless winter paleo americans some of these might actually be yeah some of these are the same designers but uh needless to say there are uh a, a, a lot of ways to support them out there if that's what you're oh the mm-hmm. I, i'm sorry but the, th- the story i just heard there's been
1: an update it looks like yeah from whom uh the the game the the four against darkness oh yeah mm-hmm. apparently he's Looking like he's getting a. Uh, he's trying to move the files from his Ukrainian computer to a cloud space so he can continue working in Italy. So hmm. this game may not be dead yet, which is great news.
0: Well, there you go. That's that's encouraging. But yeah, I've seen, you know, uh, most of the responses I think have been positive to at least to uh, Stonemeyer and uh, to Bruno Cathala's post. There's definitely, I've seen some people who, I feel like Stonemeyer games, there are some people out there who just like, you know, it's the internet. People like to post hate sometimes and <laughs> maybe accuse them of like, well, why aren't you doing, you're doing this thing to help people. What about these other people who need help? Why are you still doing business with this group of people? Or, Oh, you're just doing this because it looks good on the internet and you just want points for that. And you know, I, all of that, well, I think uh, is
1: I will be the first. To admit, there are, <laughs> well, uh, yes. I, I, in the end, I, I think that's the short version. It's bogus, but Many actions that we take daily in general, you know, are, are weighed. They're not all just, I'm only doing it for this reason. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's part of it, but like it, you can, you can tell when someone, when that's the main reason, like look at me and thank me versus I don't feel comfortable about this anymore. Usually, uh, uh, taking a personal hit is a very obvious sign because mm-hmm. I think good, goodwill is good. And It's very important. I don't think it makes up the how much did uh, is is Stone losing in deals? minimum
0: thirty thousand dollars, right?
1: You know, yeah, that, that's not
0: which you know it's you know different size companies that might be peanuts, but I, I think for Stone that's it's not uh, at least I would say for most Borgen companies that's not yeah you know that's a pretty big deal for most game companies uh, yeah so it, yeah it's, it's
1: like yeah keep an eye but like understand like where they're coming from and in, I think this is very obvious like also just the way like the Bruno Cathalo one isn't just, I'm not selling it's he, he, he has detailed steps explaining how it's going to work. You know, it's just understand that a lot of us are doing what we think we, the best we can do in a situation like this. And yeah, we can't always help everyone. There's always problems, especially, I mean, going with this whole story of like certain things that I don't think we should go into in a board game podcast, but it's, you know, this is an invasion. It's much easier when something is very sudden to want to do and make changes versus mm-hmm. large structural, you know, going to, like you said, Black Lives Matter, which is not a a pinpoint moment, but more of many, many, many years. A boiling over.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the phrase um, perfect is the enemy of good comes to mind, you know, that it's you're never going to be perfect, but you shouldn't. That doesn't mean that you should criticize someone for trying to do something good. Uh, yeah. so one thing we're I yeah. think we're
1: in support of these, by the yeah. way, if that wasn't obvious.
0: Yeah. One criticism I had I also have seen a bunch of, which I do sympathize with a little bit is people saying, well, it's not fair to the average Russian citizen who does yeah. may or may not support this war, uh, this attack, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, um, you know, that they, they know they're being punished by this too. And you know, that's, it's complicated. That's, that is, it's, it's a fair point. It is complicated. I
1: I hate to say it though, in general. And I mean, I think anyone who's played enough strategy for X games knows about sacrificing things and stuff when it comes to these such large moments, I feel there is no way to go around this without regular people getting hurt. Like the sanctions are going to hurt the people the, the, like for example, the sanctions are going to hurt the people in the U.S. Just as like not just as much, but will hurt them as well. Like there's a good chance we're going to see major gas price increases and things like that. I, I just with the way governments are built, especially people in power, do usually a pretty good job of insulating themselves. You almost have to get everyone angry at them. By hurting everyone around them before you can get to them.
0: I mean, and also, and you know, this is a, we're talking about board game companies here. This isn't like food supply or something. Like if the, if the trade-off is well to not support uh, a government that's doing bad things that their citizens won't get to buy some board games for a while. I feel like as a company, you weigh that choice and you make that choice. Uh, But you know, every, every listening to this, you can Decide oh, what man. you think. That, about that, that just
1: reminded me of an a really interesting article I read involving like the unintended consequences of like because Russia and Ukraine are major grain exporters of mm. affecting other countries. But this is not the podcast for that. In <laughs> fact, I think we spent too much time on this.
0: Uh, perhaps, perhaps, but it's a big subject. It's a big it subject. Is. It's it's everywhere, and I imagine that this won't be, like like we said, this won't be the last time we make. I have to do talk predict, it. by
1: the way. That in the coming years, future Civilization games, or even expansions for ones that exist now, will have Ukrainians now as a faction.
0: Mm. Oh, God. I, yeah, I
1: think that's going to come to play. And I bet, at least for Civ, uh, like the Civ games, which I know a little bit more about, that their special unit are going to be Java, Javelin users. I don't know how this is right to say. The rocket launchers.
0: Because, <laughs> mm. oh,
1: boy, am I seeing a lot of things about Javelins. <laughs>
0: yeah 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 there's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of crazy stuff happening there's a lot of terrible things going on in the world uh go check it out for yourself but that's that's just the corner of it that is affecting board games uh we will again push you towards real news for the rest of the stuff that that's being covered and now if you didn't already skip this section we'll get back to just the board game stuff that you don't have to uh worry as much about you we'll, we'll for a moment, relax a little bit and return to the happy place that we try to cultivate on this podcast. Uh, we talked. Go back to the news about dinosaurs. Just think That's about that. That's right. That's right. Pandasaurus, et cetera. Uh, but actually, now we're going to talk about the Ador, the game of the year in France that we talked about a few weeks ago when they announced the nominees. Now we know the Adore winners. It's so weird to say it because it doesn't sound like I'm saying anything. (laughs) When you see it written out, it's got like an apostrophe. It's like, ah, adore. I know that means game of the year, but it's just like four letters. It looks like nothing. Anyway, languages, what are you going to do? The winners for the French game of the year are, uh, for the uh, overall game of the year, it was given to Seven Wonders Architects. Uh, The children's game went to something called Bubble Stories, uh these insider awards sort of i think that was their new one that's sort of the intermediate category went to a game called living forest and dune imperium took home the expert category award so i don't know how much that we have to say about these winners that we didn't already say when they were nominated because i think you know the ones we don't know about we still don't know about and the ones that won i feel like are the ones we kind of knew about and expected to win uh, but it does seem like uh, you know Seven Wonders Architects again strong showing, and I, I am I'm mostly curious to see how this compares to the Spiel uh, once that is announced. By itself, it doesn't uh, mean quite as much to me. I'm glad. I mean, Dune Imperium. I'm glad uh, has won. I I suppose I I, I have en- I enjoyed that game, and it's clearly gotten a big following. And it's still it, it was also up against Lost Ruins of Arnak, which if I'm remembering in the united states did those come out in the same year or were those the year one after the other i think they were pretty close they were pretty close because it's just so funny that there are two deck building worker placement games that both happen to come out around the same time and are competing with each other but uh anyway i don't know any, any additional thoughts from you about these winners
1: um, I, I definitely still wanna. i always feel bad that I feel like the insider and like child. I'm like, man, I want to try these like so at least talk about them. Well, but, there's a
0: good, you know, they're not. We, we don't. I don't think we have them here in the U.S. Uh, I could be right. wrong. Yeah, but so. I
1: mean, I, even in general, I feel like that's always lacking. Dune Imperium, obviously, and you uh, know nothing against the other ones, but love Dune Imperium. I think it's one of the. It's uh, and uh, Lost Arnak too, but personally, Dune Imperium if you want to make a deck builder should look to these games. Now a certain standard of like, you can't just be a deck builder unless you're small and seven wonders architects. um, We played a little bit recently digitally, but it is a fun lighter version that I, I definitely can get behind.
0: Yeah. 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 We did. We did play a little more of it on board game arena. And, you know, I think we both, when we played it in person, it was like, yeah, it's Seven Wonders, but easier. You know, there's not that much to it. Uh, but it, 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 the fact that it goes so fast and you get kind of close to that same experience, there's something to be said for it. It's, it's, yeah. It's I mean, I mean,
1: you, we've had this conversation. I'm almost certain when we actually talked about these, I still love Seven Wonders for being, I think, a perfect drafting game that is a complex, I would say, reasonably complex drafting game. Mm-hmm. But this is a great one to have around that I think is light enough to have fun and to get back. And, and weirdly enough, I think a perfect tutorial to just like get symbolism around. So when you play the other one, you're like, I know what a stone is. I know what, you know.
0: I think my one issue with Seven Wonders Architects and why I I don't know what else it'll be up against. But assuming it's nominated for the Spiel des Jahres, it, it just doesn't really do anything new. It really is just Seven Wonders, but like you know, streamlined and and faster. That,
1: that is fair, and it's something I totally get. But it's still something I think. I don't. That's the thing. I feel like it's 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 not just streamlined and faster because it's not really drafting, right? I really just feel it's so much more. I feel like Seven Wonders and both of them have the military campaign, which I really like because you look at your neighbors. But some reason to me, Seven Wonders Architects doesn't feel nearly as important like i don't feel like i'm thinking oh right
0: well there's you just have there to... are far less fewer decisions to make
1: yeah that i guess that's the thing because the drafting there's so much more like what's my bomb what is this what do you need like what are my neighbors doing kind yeah. of deal
0: yeah and it's much simpler but anyway uh that's the winner so uh, still still i think a solid a fun game uh, so that's that a word. Now, there's a bunch of new game announcements this week, but the one that I feel like is the, to me, the, I don't know, maybe possibly the one that will spark the most interesting discussion is Avalon Hill has announced a third edition of Betrayal at House on the Hill, uh, which is available for pre-order right now on the Hasbro Pulse website for $55.99 uh, to ship sometime in August. And Betrayal at House on the Hill is the semi-co-op until it's one person becomes a traitor haunted house game where you're building out this, this spooky haunted house and then there's all different scenarios of what can happen. You've probably played it before if you're listening to this. It's a, I feel like it's a pretty common beginner gateway game. And uh, the third edition is going to have, of course, some changes, including new artwork, uh, up, updated components the uh the clips for the character stats are i think actually going to fit onto the cardboard this time around (laughs) um and and there are going to be 50 new haunts the scenarios included Uh, they also said there's a a little bit more of a a a change as to how the trader is chosen in this version if if you're someone who maybe you're new to the game and you're not as familiar with it you can actually just say there's like an in-game mechanism for you to decide you don't want to be the trader, it sounds like. So they're trying to make that a little bit friendlier, as well as I think some new scenarios that kind of mix up the game even from the beginning, not just once the haunt triggers. But looking at the components and everything that they've shown, it does look like, you know, the the key, the main components, the card decks, the tiles, the dice it looks very very similar still I, I don't think this is a departure in the way that for instance arkham horror third edition was from second edition what, what what would your i mean what do you think about what they've said so far about third edition and what would you you want them to do with a third edition
1: so from from what i've looked about it it like i feel i'd love the idea of like maybe finding a way to bend the traitor a bit like maybe not even like a more experience, but you know, sometimes if like I've been the trader for the last three times we've played, can someone else beat like, mm-hmm. I know it's like, I, and I know that's sort of like, well, that's just fixing the game. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes you just don't want to be that the one v all.
0: And in a game think, like this, who, <laughs> why gripe over that?
1: <laughs> I, I, what I would like to see, obviously, cause I think one of our biggest complaints is more balancing in the stories. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how you can do that. And maybe people don't want that, but I th- I think it's possible. I'll say at least. I like this idea that they mentioned. Where is it, in the in the uh, article? But they mentioned like it'd be a game, yeah, a game system and different expansions. And like, all right, this is Betrayal at House on the Hill. Then we have Betrayal at Station in Space. That's like all space themed. Yeah, I think that could be a a fun way to tweak and mess around with it. I do like, in a way, like I looked at the characters and like, now I'm just like, okay, we we no longer have the super cheesy. I feel like ox who likes shiny things. It's going to be more modernized. I imagine people are going to have cell phones and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, I want to, I want to highlight what you said. Cause I, I think that's an important element that I didn't mention, which is, yeah, they said they want to treat this more like a game system than a one-off product and and we should expect many different expansions down the line uh that kind of i don't know that i like that <laughs> it makes it sound like this is a like is this an lcg now or is there gonna be no i i guess monthly haunt packs like a game no, system I, okay, maybe maybe
1: i i guess the way when i read it jonathan i read it more like I'm trying to think of a good. In- okay, here's a terrible one because it's it means it's bad. But Monopoly, like you're not meant to mix them. You know, there's just the different themes.
0: So kind of like what they did already with the Scooby Doo and the Dungeons and Dragons one.
1: A little bit, but maybe going more like not just we're tagging a property on there. Like we're really like I said, an all space one or, uh, I, I don't know, maybe one that's meant to take place in a city or post-apocalypse. But I think in order for this to be something worthwhile and at least succeed, in, I think, more amongst board gamers, assuming if they, they could do your idea, in which case that, I mean, it sort of goes along with what I'm going to say, but let's say, like, they have the space theme, the post Optics. There needs to be something that isn't just a reskin, like the Scooby-Doo, maybe, or d Like, it needs to be, like, in the space one, you're all going to have an oxygen meter. Or underwater, mm-hmm. there's one. You know, like something that real, like each one needs to bring a new mechanic to the table.
0: Yeah. I think I, no,
1: don't get me wrong. I love stories. I'm, I'm definitely a guy who can usually get into a game with most stories, but with betrayal, considering this is not a new one, this is third edition. We have played plenty of betrayal ourselves. I think to get a lot more of the people who may be have just put it down because they saw it as a, a one and done or is it a one off? You got to make it worthwhile.
0: Yeah, for my money, um, Betrayal Legacy is probably the best version of that game, and I still found it deeply flawed. <laughs> uh, I, From what I have seen of this, having not looked, they haven't released a rulebook or anything, but it looks like they are not making it different enough for me. This looks like it's going to be basically the same game. Yes,
1: I, I definitely think this one edition. I like the idea, but... Until we see it out. Like, I don't know if, because it says in Queen of the Haunts, like, what about the expansion? Is the Widow's Peak gonna be just part of it?
0: Well, it sounds it sounds like they're all new, all the haunts. I don't That's think so. I couldn't tell. It sounds like some of them were updated. Oh, right. some of them they said maybe would be like sequels to ones. Oh, no, it does from say. From that or something. Yeah,
1: 50, sorry, I misread it. One of the sequels to old favorites. But it's like...
0: still like the cards look identical, the tiles look identical the symbols and the tiles. Like the, my issue with betrayal is the first half of the game. I'm actually
1: going to be honest, Jonathan, the tiles look cheaper. To
0: <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't surprise me either. Like I, this, this, I think needs uh, more than any other game. Almost needs the third edition, the way Arkham Horde, like it needs an actual new edition, not just a, addition in terms of update. this is
1: not the same game with same rules it's a completely
0: Yeah unfortunately we don't in board games we don't really have a distinction like sometimes a new edition means one and well, sometimes it I, means the yeah other. <laughs> i
1: mean even in video games there's that argument with a remake versus
0: But at least but we no, have I, remaster I, and remake Yes.
1: Jonathan, <laughs> I agree with you that's what i meant like with another edition like if we go into space i don't want just space stories. Yeah. You well, I don't even that...
0: need space i want i just want the game to I be mean, better I mean i'm a just using house. that yes i just <laughs> You know the theme is not my issue. That's the one thing they get right in Betrayal. It's 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 interesting because I,
1: I guess I sort of agree, but I enjoy the first half because that's just the ex- exploration. But
0: do you still? But my problem is the way the first <laughs> I enjoyed time... it ten years ago. <laughs> I feel like a little
1: bit, yeah, because I, I like so seeing some of these rooms of and stuff.
0: But my but the problem 18th is time you've read what what there's a hanging guy. Yeah, in no, sometimes. I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> the bigger thing is it just never doesn't gel like I said, it, it has a hard time gelling with the second phase Yeah. because depending on how the first phase goes,
0: it, well, I think it rarely
1: feels like both are neck and neck. It I mean, it feels like there's a wash.
0: Maybe my issues with the first half are come from the second half because it feels like the reason the first half is so boring to me is because I pretty much know that none of it matters once the haunts. Yeah. Starts.
1: And, and that I agree. with And that's why I think the legacy does a little bit better too. Cause then you're still like, I'm trying to get stickers and, do all this stuff so it it, it, uh, I I definitely didn't think about that but I agree it would have been better for this to be an Arkham Horror Horror 3rd edition kind of remake versus
0: it just looks like 90% the same but I mean the haunts could be very very different and the rules still mostly the same and that could change the game a lot no that could and I really Um, do think that would be a
1: huge difference because that transition does at least for me kill a lot of the fun because it is very swing. It's so swingy that, and I mean the fact that they made it so you can push someone, push someone off from being the trader is a good start.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll, but, well the, yeah. but
1: that doesn't change the for, like I said, the people like us who have played the one and done or the one off. as they say.
0: Yeah. Uh, So yeah, yeah. it remains to be seen how well those new things will work, but it will be coming out this year in in time for Halloween, it sounds like. So that's, that's what matters. Uh, Now, as I said, there's a, there's several other uh, game announcements. I'm just going to kind of run through them and see briefly or or somewhat in depth. I don't know, no time limits, but uh, what we think about them first up level 99 announced. They are making a dead by daylight board game based on the dead by daylight video game. That's going to be on Kickstarter. I don't think they have a date for it, but there is a page, a preview page for that up on Kickstarter already. You can sign up to be notified when it launches. Um, I truly know almost nothing about Dead by Daylight, but I found this interesting just because Level 99 doesn't usually do licensed stuff like this. So the fact <laughs> At that they are
1: usually it's anime related
0: <laughs> right and it's like a little minor cameo or something so the fact that they're drawn to this uh is interesting but uh, did, did you have any do you know about dead by daylight at all or I mean I've seen
1: a little bit And a lot of the ideas of this you can swap out different monsters who all have their unique play styles and abilities which I think makes sense in a board game scheme I just don't know how how this will work out on a like I can't tell if the board is actually just this colorful grid, which is a little sad or because then the next pages are these beautiful shots with minis.
0: Yeah. It's, it's yeah. The, the, the one photo they show, it looks very abstract kind of, um, or well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's level 99 and I, even, even the games of theirs that I don't love, I still like, I don't know if they've ever really made a bad game. <laughs> like they really know what they're doing. I think.
1: Yeah. It, <laughs> It's definitely got a good company behind it, and I'm curious to see how. I think the big thing will be how fun are the monster mechanics? Because that's at least in the game when I what I little I know, Mike. That's the fun part because that's where you have all the weird abilities. Like this one bounces off, goes really fast, and bounces off walls. This one can turn invisible. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, will the humans have unique abilities too? Then, or is everyone just gonna have to fight over playing the monster?
0: yeah good questions good questions all right so that's dead by daylight a couple of licensed ones here there is a disney sorcerers arena which is based off a mobile game this is coming from the op and it's going to be an expandable like tactics sort of miniature game uh, well i don't think they're in the pictures they're standees i'm not really sure how it's going to work but you'll have different disney characters facing off against each other and uh Ravensburger also announced the Wizard of Oz adventure book game, which is going to be the same system as their Princess Bride adventure book game, which we played and reviewed. But of course, based on the Wizard of Oz following the events of that movie, uh, I think it's probably safe to say for both of us, we are not excited about this Disney game. that's <laughs> based it's, on a mobile property. It's based <laughs> on
1: a mobile, and it's a mechanic that I'm not usually as big on. So yeah, it doesn't the seem like Wizard of thrust. Oz one, feels like a perfect fit to have next to Princess Bride.
0: Yeah, I like, think that's a great choice. I, I enjoyed that system. The one I wanted was Neverending uh, never ending story, I feel like I mean that, the, that
1: seemed like the easy yeah. the, well like, both
0: well that and Princess Bride both literally have a book in it. Right. I mean it's <laughs> like why isn't that yet? Yeah. Uh, is this the second one or second one others. No, this wow, is only it's the been, second one. It's been been a while yeah it's been like a year or so yeah so at least i uh,
1: think so i don't know time yeah time is
0: weird so there's that uh next is Thorgol. thorgole from portal games which is going to be on game found this is based on a belgian comic about kind of about norse mythology i believe that he also goes to atlantis at one point I had never heard of it before this, and this is a cooperative game that uses kind of a the follow action uh, system that we like, where one player makes a choice and everyone else gets a lesser version of it. But it's cooperative, and there's different scenarios that are standalone. It's not a campaign. You'll be playing through. Uh, you know, of course, I'm intrigued because it's Portal games. Uh, it is not designed by uh, Ignasi Chevachek, but I, I also have never heard of Thorgal. So I, mean, I haven't. Definitely- but it's just the general
1: idea and theme sound cool to me, especially Portal games, which usually does stories. And I'm going to bet that one, at least one of the scenarios, Ignacy did. I, I just, every time I see him, I just don't imagine like this designer could have come with a thing and he's just like, yes, I'm still going to well, do some he's, stuff. You know Well, he's overseeing
0: <laughs> you know? it all, right? It's-
1: right. No, but I meant like he can't help himself. Yeah. Like he wants to. And I like this because I could easily, with a standalone, just, I mean, I. Robinson Crusoe too does it, which I like. You like it's very easy for them to be like, guess what? Download this new scenario, free, mm-hmm. like uh, weird stuff, and like. So I'm 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 curious. I'm 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 interested.
0: Yeah, I am a little. I'm I'm worried. Portal is they've been doing a lot of licensed stuff lately, and uh, you know, good for them that they're getting those deals and making that money, but I'm. It's just I hope it do, they don't go too far in that direction and start becoming Fair that. enough.
1: I, I will say at the least, like this one, like you say, you don't even know it. So it's not like, oh, we're <laughs> just making Batman. That's true. It's uh, pretty And obscure. the Batman one, you know, f- it fits perfectly. It's yeah. the detective.
0: It does. It does. And I have Dune. and the, Yeah. Uh, and the, like Dune at the very least.
1: Than. I feel like Dune is such a, it just seems to be such a board, like, This is a property that's already been loved by board gamers. Yeah, it's true.
0: It's true. It's definitely, it seems like things that they love and not things they're taking as a cash grab. So that's for sure. Uh, There is also announced a new cooperative version of Carcassonne called fog over Carcassonne, which has a spooky ghost theme and you're doing your Carcassonne tiling gameplay, but you're also working together to try to keep too many ghosts out of the cemetery and supposedly you'll also be able to integrate this stuff somehow with the other Carcassonne games. So it's kind of an expansion too. Uh, I don't Any interest in a cooperative version of Carcassonne? Actually, that's yeah.
1: I, when I saw this one a l- uh, a earlier in the week, I was like, this actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I like this idea. And not only that, the, I'm really curious of how it will integrate with the other ones because that makes for a, a great way to have like, look, we're going to play this cooperative Carcassonne together. You'll get the idea of matching tiles. We can then play the competitive one, which is still, you know, it's still early on, but you now know the mechanics. You don't have to feel as bad if you're, in- you're introducing someone who's never played a board game versus you, because I know that's always a big thing. And then mixing them together because if they enjoyed it. So it just seems like a final great addition. Not final, but <laughs> yeah, just more yeah, like Philly right, that final. they made a cooperative. <laughs> I meant final like it's about time.
0: <laughs> the final start of 25 more expansions of Carcassonne before but yeah, the next I,
1: edition. I, I, I am much more positive on this than I uh, guess I usually am when it comes to Carcassonne.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know. It looks like it could be cute. Yeah, it's kinda of neat. Uh, and then finally, this is not really like a new annou- official announcement announcement, but I just wanted to talk about it. Uh, Cole Worley, the designer of Root, did an interview with Dicebreaker talking about his next game which we have learned did learn about a little while ago called Arcs, which is um, going to be a sci-fi game and I found it very interesting just reading from what how he compares it to the game Oath and what style, the style of sort of ongoing gameplay that he's sort of taking from Oath, but which is also very different from the way that Oath does it. Maybe we could talk about that a little bit. But he, and then he also does mention that he wants his next game to be a murder mystery game. And he says that he doesn't think that in any current games, specifically naming Clue as a, a, an obvious one, do the murder mystery thing the way he would want to do it. And he wants to make it feel like a more uh active present sort of a feeling like you're tr- trying, like, like going back to what an Agatha Christie murder mystery really reads like versus the way clue plays out uh is sort of the way that he described it. So for me that I, you know, reading he's made some of my favorite games and he wants to do a game of one of my favorite genres that's like yes please give me that right now although also reading the way he was describing it i did kind of say i think uh, detective uh, city of angels it sounds a lot like the type of game he wants i don't i wonder if he's played that uh, it's not quite a murder mystery in that Agatha Christie fashion, but it certainly. What does murder that mean? Mysteries. I guess
1: I'm. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking I'm of an like, illiterate fool. But.
0: <laughs> you know, like like Clue, like a uh, closed room murder mystery, uh Knives Out, okay, Death okay. on the so, Nile. You know that.
1: I mean, yeah, I agree with you there about the LA one, but I will say also, I like I like the concept of Clue. You know, the find the. Yeah, the clues and like you have to like a deduction and then envelopes, but it has some major flaws. And I don't think it's one that's been flooded in the marketplace or, you know, overdone. So I'm really curious to see like what he would have to offer in there and like how, especially, I mean, maybe in this we can use his SR a little bit segue with how arcs and oaths want to connect game to game. Like, will we see something of that in the murder game, which would be very interesting considering, in general, murder mysteries are more, I feel like there's a strong story presence. So,
0: yeah, it's and that's not I mean, all of his games, they have a great theme in a way, but they're also I wouldn't really call them thematic games.
1: No, it's Uh, it's not the or it's not the like reading Arkham Horror where you're like. Yeah, as the the slime drip. I feel like the like oath has oath theme almost comes from you writing it.
0: Yeah, the themes are very. It's it's not about the narrative. It's it's about very much in the gameplay. So I'm really curious to see how he does that with that theme.
1: I'm now imagining the cute animals of like root and oath,
0: <laughs> just with <laughs> knives in their back. Yeah, know? it's gotta be it's gotta be that art, right? You know, it's gonna be. Uh, but I, and yes, going back to arcs, I do wonder if maybe you will uh, enjoy arcs because what it sounds like is whereas the idea behind oath is that you just play a campaign forever and the game keeps changing this it sounds like is going to be sort of that idea but contained within just like three game sessions and then you would start another new one after that so i i thought reading it maybe it would be more i mean we have no idea it's hard to say what the gameplay will really be like yet but maybe it would be more your speed as they there would be like a finite end. So there's more of that like goal and meaning to your decisions that you see right away of that winning might or be, losing.
1: I didn't actually read the article for this, so I can't comment. Well, I summed it up on for it. you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's always, well, that's the thing. Fun thing when it, when it comes to these things, it's actually going to be very minute, small things that can make or break. Yeah. You
0: know, I mean, I think the gameplay itself is going to be very different, but it's just like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sort of, I'm, I I mean, is.
1: mean He'd, it, he'd, even, even if I know I might not like it, I'm going to be like, I still need to try it. Yeah, Leader yeah. Games always stuff. Just...
0: <laughs> yeah, they're always worth trying out. All right. So, like I said, tons of big announcements, lots of stuff to talk about this week. And there's still even more because there were also a lot of Kickstarters, I feel like. And that's what's next in Kickstarter of the Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, this one looks nice. It's nice. It's nice. I'm, I'm so what about this one? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. From the vast selection of projects and crowdfunding websites this week, what pick or picks might you have to discuss for us?
1: So the ones I'm going to talk about that I did uh, look in advance. One of them. I'm going to start with this one, and mostly because I think it's really interesting and not one of the obvious ones. But I feel bad because this is. I I do not see how this would not be a
0: pick for you. Well, and I don't take it from a, me. <laughs> a, I'm no, I'm taking it. Uh, it's a literati <laughs> it definitely was hundred percent my pick, <laughs> but, but go ahead, go ahead. Well, this is
1: the double roll for crit pick. It is a cooperative word making game. When you're going to receive tiles and you need to make words out of, of all the letters you get, sorry, letters on the tiles, not words on tiles, but the c- tiles you're, you're going to have specific goals. So you might need to make a, you personally might need to make a food. While someone else needs to make an animal, there's also going to be colors. So you might need a purple letter or a red letter. They have symbols on them as well. In addition, of course, the whole idea of (laughs) this, which is very silly, is there is the illiterati, which apparently don't like people reading. So their goal is to stop you. So they're going to have attacks that actually take away letters and making things more difficult. And if you can't make letters from maybe the word, uh, make words from the letters left over, they're going to be permanent. They could be permanently removed. So it's this real, it looks like this really clever, fun way of having to make letters with what's there. But the fact that you're all working together is really helpful because I mean there, I mean, if you ever played a word game, sometimes you're like, I just don't know what to do. And maybe because uh you read a book recently, Jonathan? You're like, oh yeah, I I read uh, r- a rupee. Let's use that. I'm like, oh god, why didn't I not think of
0: that? Did you? Uh, are you are you playing Wordle?
1: I I might be. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I could tell. Good thing this comes out a day a day later.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, actually, uh, I recently finally lost. I mean, I didn't start when r- Wordle started, but I I lost to um, Vivid.
0: Oh, Vivid was Very rough. Difficult. Vivid was rough. Groupie was I, also I, rough.
1: I, I screwed <laughs> up pretty much and lost. Like I forgot the, and the letter wasn't somewhere. And I think I did a uh, civic.
0: <laughs> so I was like
1: down to like eight letters. I'm like, Oh, it must be uh, civic. There's nothing else it could
0: be. <laughs> I think I might have also uh, whiffed on vivid. Anyway, that's wordle. Yes. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. illiterati essentially. Yeah. Like you said, you have letters, but but you're making words together as a group. But also there's categories. So they they even compare it to kind of like scattergories. So it might be you have to make foods or you may you have to make rhyming words. And yeah. And also what I love about it is there's a solo mode. And this seems like a game that would be. Absolutely perfect for a solo game, and you wouldn't. I feel like you wouldn't lose anything, just like playing Boggle or Wordle or these types of games. It, it lends itself to that, which of course is a win for me if I can't get a group together, and and then the fact that there's also like this gamey element in those villains that sort of are your like your schemes or oh, your yeah. scenarios. No, I mean,
1: Professor, the Professor' favorite hobby: spoiling the ends of books on his megaphone while flying around on his airship. Evil.
0: Truly evil, <laughs> weapon of uh, choice:
1: the Alpha and Omega phone. <laughs> I mean,
0: these are just so clever and cute. And there's also symbols on the tiles, so sometimes it'll be like you must use this letter with this symbol or something. So there's there's a lot going on there. I'm really curious, like how hard or easy it actually is in practice, because that's kind of hard for me to visual imagine it in real life. Well, and that's why I'm really happy that it's too. cooperative.
1: Yeah, I feel like that uh, it gives it's a perfect way to make this game where you can all work together because, sure, maybe you could think of a word, but like you can't come up with one that maybe uses both the red and the
0: orange, which is what you need. I also hope, though, and again, they do have a rule book on here. I haven't read it in full. I imagine this would clear it up, but I hope that it doesn't isn't like possible for the one person who's really good at words to just be like, oh, there's your letters, there's your words done and like you know, do that like a quarterbacking thing. Mm, uh, yeah, that could. And I mean, be. I think the timer probably is what helps with that because everybody has to probably like focus on a task and not, mm-hmm. you can't do too much of that. I mean, I'm assuming they f- compensated for that, but. Uh, by the, the way, another small
1: thing, but I like this too, that they show off the size of the pieces and the cards are like Dixit sides versus poker. And though the bigger one for me, especially you know, thinking of a time experience and just freaking out with all the letters on the board would be that the tiles are much. they're I would want to say at least one point five, if not twice as big as like your Scrabble or Bananagram tile.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're like
1: big. It, I w- it looks like um, oh, what's that game? I'm trying to think of where you have all the tiles. It's like similar to Car Game when you're actually getting sets.
0: There's so many games with tiles. I need more than this.
1: <laughs> no, no, this is like old. This is like
0: Rummy Cube. Old.
1: Yes, that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank All you right. i
1: was like it starts with my heart and this is z i'd be like looking at those letters like i don't know what to do and you're gonna let me just spell out
0: rummy cube and <laughs> <laughs> yeah rummy cube is gonna sweep it uh yeah so it, it, this is one of those games that i i was like yes and i'm gonna back it for sure it looks it's a, it's one it's not it's, it's not overpriced it's exactly my style of game it's innovative it's different it looks cute the theme is good Yes, yeah, so illiterati. That one goes for thirty-five bucks. But there's also a deluxe edition, so you could get like super nice tiles if you want. <laughs> that is a thing. Super pretty. All right. So, uh, you got another. You want to take another one from me? Go ahead.
1: All right. I'll take another one. Uh, this, you know, I'll, I'm going to say this one. This is one of the more obvious ones, but I think if you are a fan, it's one to take a look at. We talked about a while back where well, Sentinels got rebooted. And now there's the Sentinels of the Multiverse Rook City Renegades expansion. So this brings all those characters into the new system. I mean, we're fans of Sentinels. In particular, I do remember last time I played, I played with a character from this who I really enjoyed, even though we lost. Uh, The original version
0: of this. Yes,
1: the original version. And I don't. It seems like a couple of the stuff are things that at least I don't remember. Like there are cards you have to play right away from your deck.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a brand new mechanic. Um, see, some player suddenly—that's what it's called. Yeah, will come right away. And yeah, I'm uh, just—you know—I was very interested in the definitive edition. I did not back it because I assumed correctly so, and I see that it's—I think it just arrived at retail. The 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 new course. The set. regular one, yeah. And uh yeah, I'm probably gonna pick that up at some point because I I did really like the updated art and, and mechanic look of the mechanics. And I wasn't I only had like two expansions, so I wasn't deep enough that I felt like, oh, I gotta rebuy everything.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So I'm not gonna back this, but it you know, this is the one that I'm like, this is gonna come to retail. I feel confident about that. But mm-hmm. but yeah, worth mentioning for sure. That's uh and and interesting to see. I don't know because I'm pretty sure they're also like it's not just Rook City. they are kind of bringing in I think more no, stuff. I think
1: I think it uh, well, because I think in the last one, Rook City and Renegades are two separate ones,
0: yeah, yeah, and they
1: combined them in the last one when they reprinted it, right. and so they're just like we're 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 just reprinting them again together, right. which I mean, why not, right?
0: yeah, yeah, makes sense, um I don't know, you can keep
1: I, going, sure, I mean, i've got I actually opened a bunch here <laughs> because I just want to quickly mention this one. Western legends, big box. It's, it's the kind of thing I like for a game so I can consolidate it all in one place, but yeah, I haven't played the,
0: yeah, well, I mean, we, we talked about on our bonus podcast, uh, this was on Trey Parker's top 10 games list on dice tower. And yeah, I'd never played Western legends, but it, it looks awesome. And I really want to try it. I don't think this, uh, Kickstarter is going to be my way in. No, (laughs) I, I I
1: wanted to point it out more of like, it's there if you have, as well as, I mean, if you decide to be like Jonathan and have this be your way, and there's the new in town pledge level, did you see that?
0: Yeah. Well, that's what it is. You either <laughs> you're either just getting the box because you already have the stuff, or you're starting from scratch, and it's two hundred and seventy dollars. You you
1: can't you can't just get the, if you have like just the base and a few stuff. You can't get the box, and they have add-ons for the other stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, but it's
1: but yes, that it, really is. it feels like.
0: Why would you you just buy it if you if you're gonna do this Kickstarter? It's like you're going to get all this stuff, which I cannot justify spending th- almost $300 for a game. I've never played. Even, even I'm not that crazy, <laughs> uh, but I am intrigued by the game. So that's Western I- legends. I mean,
1: I feel like I should go to you. I have two other ones. but I mean, I honestly,
0: it. all the ones you're saying are like ones I was going to talk about. So <laughs> nothing's really changing about okay. uh, the way this discussion would go. Um, I guess I, I had a couple of role-playing games that I thought. I was, have two role-playing,
1: but uh, you say yours. <laughs>
0: probably. <laughs> we probably got the same ones. Uh, one is called uh, Zin Never Dies. Uh, I didn't actually have that one uh, which uh, they say is inspired by Japanese animated films I think Studio Ghibli it's also been compared to Hollow Knight the video game definitely has that sort of look about it and it's there's this magic in the world called Zinn, and your characters get in touch with these Zinn towers for their special abilities and I thought this one looked cool. Uh, First and foremost, just for the art and the theme of it, which is unique, but also the systems therein I'm interested in because it's I feel like a lot of these indie RPGs of this ilk with this kind of a look and art style tend to be very narrative focused, which is usually what I want in a role playing game and what uh, I'm more attracted to. But this sounds like it has that, but it actually is pretty combat centric uh, and they've just have very interesting ways to work that into the game and how you use your skills. Um, And a lot of, also there's like, what you need for certain roles, they have what they call a fitting range. And you either, depending on your role, you're either in the fitting range or you're above it or below it to determine what the outcome is. And depending on your stat, maybe your fitting range is lower or something. So maybe like a lower number is actually good for you on the role. Uh, just little interesting touches like that. So I thought this one looked neat.
1: I, I'm looking through it. I love it. I'll probably back it. And I just want to point out one of my, they show the races. My favorite is the suits. It uh, is, in essence, it's a snail. Instead of a shell, they have a suit of armor.
0: Hey, that's, yeah. <laughs> that they
1: control. Pretty good. And the special ability is they may have to leave their suit in which they just become a slug. <laughs> it's so funny. It's a, however, they can not hold items, move quickly, or do anything, dot, dot, dot. Unslug like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some very weird, cool little ideas like that. Uh, the I, other, I feel, but yeah.
1: I definitely agree. If you're a fan of Hollow Knight, this feels like
0: it's yes. I mean, it it it's uh, I, almost I... like maybe they might be in some legal trouble. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the it looks a lot like Hollow Knight. Uh, the way the masks look and stuff. Uh, but that is Zin never dies. The other RPG I saw is actually I think a new. Uh, supplement or new book for an existing one called Over Isles, uh, which comes from a game called Inspiriles. Inspiriles, I guess is what it is. It's a portmanteau of the word with the word Isles, like islands. Um and this is a game where it's like a fantasy world where you're flying around to different islands on a magic bird and stuff. But the the conceit behind it is that this is a game meant to help you learn sign language. And I mean As you play the game, like the spells and things you have to do and how you communicate with these animals is through American or British, uh, up to you, sign language. And it's designed to be played, it could be played with deaf people or, uh, you know, like with also family members or anyone who wants to use it as a way to learn sign language, which, I mean, that's like, that's a pretty cool concept. Uh, That's called Over Isles. All right, so so you had two different yeah. RPGs. Sounds yeah, like.
1: uh, the, the first one. I mean, this one's obviously the one pick. It's role and play. Another book. It's oh, a sci-fi yes. toolkit. You know, we're big fans of the the role and play book. So one that in particular because it, it they say it works well with Mothership and Starfinder. So if you like space, two great books.
0: Yeah, this is like a companion book that has all kinds of. Mm-hmm for being a GM on the fly and needing to come up with scenarios and stuff like that.
1: The next one is I almost want to be more of like, it's not even just the product itself of the idea. It's called downtime center for D and D five E. It seems the idea is like, it's actually a program, but to actually give your players, because they mentioned like, all right, you've done your campaign, not your campaign, your, your session and you'll meet up in a month. Mm -hmm. But to actually like the idea is like, the party is in an inn and you give them like maybe a puzzle for them to solve. It could be just for one character or it's like a a small side quest that they, for them to do it their own. And I just think in general, it's a, it's an interesting idea for dungeon player or dungeon players, DMS who like, like to give people like, it's not just, it's been a weekend story, but you were gone for a month. So you forget, like you were actually doing something Mm -hmm. like here. I want you to do some bounties and uh, you can do that by solving these puzzles. And you, when you come back, we'll say how successful you were.
0: Yeah. That's a, that is a really cool idea. I actually like So a
1: lot. small thing at like that. The other one is which this is not one. I actually, I only literally just saw this and I just wanted, I was curious about it because once again, it comes from GameFound, which I did look at, but I usually, they, it's so much harder to find things that are actually, you know, being funded yeah uh, you actually posted this because you always make a big list of things, just in case for uh, guests and myself. but uh, did you see factory forty two?
0: I glanced at it. i d- didn't I like, didn't, look I didn't too even deep get to read it. it. I just
1: saw I'm very curious what yeah, it's, what it's on about, game found
0: stuff. it it just didn't look too it looks very euroy. <laughs> Did't quite look like my thing, but it mm-hmm. could be fun. I just didn't. Uh, there was so much this week that I just said eh, No, like I literally saw this
1: the start of like the recording, so like not enough time for me to Yeah tell. Yeah. But I, I I'm curious because it looks like it does look year, but it looks like it also has some like workers themes going on kind of deal. Like not like mm. worker placement, but like,
0: <laughs> like workers, workers' rights right. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I'm curious. I was, speaking of game found, I thought you were gonna talk about lobotomy too.
1: It's out there. I mean we've already talked about we weren't as big fans of the first one. I mean I thought it was terrible. <laughs> and it's a big miniatures game. At this point it's going to be like I I'm going to need to try it out first and, and in general in general I just feel like when I see you know any kind of crowdfunding project I'm not nearly as excited when I see those big miniatures ones. It's the things like the the uh uh what well, I got a illiterati. Which I'm like, okay, this sounds really cool. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That, but that's just my own general.
0: Well, it's number two. Just, it says it says streamlined rules that minimize downtime and maximize the fun.
1: Oh no, they could have I mean it like that was like one of the earlier projects. This is way earlier in our own, you know, of liking of board games when I backed that. But
0: I, you know, it's just min, miniatures alone aren't enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I'm not. Super optimistic about this game, but uh, I will say, like the board game subreddit, at least last Thursday, because this
1: I think it's been out for a little bit. Like half the posts I saw were like about
0: lobotomy two.
1: Yeah, it's, people um, asking if
0: they should back it because they've heard things about the first one. <laughs> it's doubled its funding goal, so it's it's got minis. <laughs> also, it has the benefit of being on Game Found, where you know you usually get more attention because there's not as much competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't have a guest this week and we talked about like triple the amount of kickstarters <laughs> that we normally do, but there was a lot <laughs> out there. So uh, we will have links of course, to, to all of them that we talked about in the notes. So you can see which ones you want to back if any. Uh, but for me, definitely. There, and there was still even a few more that are kind of interesting, but certainly uh, Illiterati is the one that I'm like, that's the one I'm actually really looking at.
1: I, but, I completely but, agree. I, that's why I, I like, I I don't care. I'm going to take this because this sounds awesome.
0: All right, let's get out of here and move on to Table Talk. Table Talk. Table Talk. Table Talk. Just a few games we have to talk about for you at the end here. Uh, well, you know, the 70% mark, I suppose, uh, that we played at a recent game night. And I guess we'll start off with this game called Tranquility which is from lucky duck games I actually saw it on a uh, board game arena. So it's that it's there as well. If you're curious, maybe you want to give it a shot digitally. And this uh, I would describe as a number game. <laughs> What's, is there a name for the genre yet? I don't know if there is someone will tell me, but essentially in the genre of the games, like the mind Hanabi or the game quote unquote are in The theme is that you're all trying to find serenity on a beautiful island, but the theme doesn't really matter. Essentially, there is a a grid, a uh, what is it, a five by five grid, a four, six by six six by six, six. six. Uh, but I think it's a six by six grid. But I feel like the inside is a different amount.
1: You use a six by six to mark off the five by five, I think.
0: Yeah, it's something like that. (laughs) So let's just say a five by five grid and players have cards in their hands with numbers, numbered one through 80. And your goal is to lay out the cards from descending to ascending order. uh, And you can only place the cards so many numbers apart. So if you want to play a three next to a one, you have to discard two cards because you have to discard the difference between those two numbers in order to do that. If you want to play a one next to a two, that's cool because they're next to each other. So ideally, you would play things in perfect sequential order. But of course, the catch is you can't talk to each other about what you're doing. You're not allowed to communicate or discuss any of the cards in your hand. So you're seeing like, oh, he played a 45 in that spot. Should I play a 48 or is that like risking too much? Should I put it right next to it? Should I put it further away or, oh, I have 46 and 47, but he doesn't know that. So he just put the 50 there. So now those cards are gone. Um, And you can, you're allowed to play your cards anywhere in this grid. Abiding by the rules, as I said, of what they're next to and what you have to spend to do so. So essentially, it's a game of you know you're trying to make a sequential order of numbers without talking to each other. <laughs> that really is the the simple way mm-hmm. to explain it. There is an, ex- it, an included like variant with extra powers, but we did not play with that.
1: Uh, hearing that it's on Gamefound fa- not Gamefound fa- Wow, board game arena, board game arena. I think that is a really great choice because there are multiple times. <laughs> through the game where where i could literally i mean i tend to be the one not to be the mean but like i'd be like (laughs) we've lost and you're like what (laughs) like yeah technically this is one number of this is i feel like this is a great game to give people in math classes because it requires a lot of like you have to like wait four plus four plus four plus four yeah but so like because
0: the thing is like it's and it's maybe I don't know it's if it's hard for people to uh, visualize it but if you play a number 20 on the third row of five rows that because you can only play numbers so far apart that means that like any card above 60s has now become a dead card basically so like the the way the kind of the strategy of the game is trying to leave enough wiggle room so that you don't you cut out as few cards as possible, but I feel like inevitably you sort of have to choose because there's 80 cards, but there's only 25 spots or 30 spots.
1: and the problem is when I think of things like Hanabi, for example, or even, yeah, I'm sure there are moments in the mind in the game, I just can't think of them, where you know, like, it's very easy to be like, okay, we know because the, the, the two red threes, for example, are discarded, fours and fives are dead. Like, I don't think it's, it's a hard ask for people to know what's a dead card. In this, I think it's very easy for you not to know. For
0: like, yes. I'm not even like you have to you have to visually at, and mentally like think. And, and <laughs> I am not
1: counting like because I didn't know you discarded number seventy two.
0: Right, the discard piles are secrets. That that is something else that happens. Like
1: it, it, it's just like I I was count. You'd have to count sometimes, and I feel bad. Like I remember near the game, I'm like, I'm not gonna count that. I don't want to be the one who says, again, that's yeah. an illegal play. Yeah. And I, I f-
0: feel so bad. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in a game like this, you should be, I, I see nothing wrong with saying like, well, if you play that there, we've lost. Because otherwise, what, you're just, we're just going to spend the next 20 minutes about to lose. <laughs> like, that's not right, fun. but it
1: also just felt like I was, it felt like. If it, if, to me, the, it felt like I was quarterbacking. Like this, feel like don't no, play that. No,
0: but that, yeah, but it's it's no, not. I, yeah, you're, you're. no, I know it's
1: not. But it, it just because it's like I was maybe if one other person kept tells <laughs> account, kind of like or if someone said, it, it, does this is this a or does this kill us? I mean, well, I don't think it, was, it
0: seemed like a good move. It that's only happened like three or four times, maybe. Right, it wasn't but my that
1: my point bad. is, if I was in your guy's shoes, because what didn't help is I always had. I felt like reasonably perfect cards. Like I had the, the five, when the four is down, then the six, you know, like I could go sequential. Yeah. It's, well, you guys, you guys were the ones who were forced to take the risk, the risky moves more, I feel. And I felt, so when I was correcting you on it, it just feels,
0: well, it it was like, I really don't think I, I, it's interesting that you saw that way. Cause to me, you weren't doing, you weren't correcting anything. You were just stating the fact that like, it's not like in pandemic where you might be like that's a suboptimal choice. It's like you right. were saying no, that like factually we have lost if you put that there. <laughs> like there's no well, way like, around yeah, it. <laughs> I
1: guess my, my my problem is though it's not like um I'm trying to think of a good example in another game. Well, let's go with pandemic. Like if we've if the top card is seen somehow. Like if you know you need to remove a cube there or we lose like your plays still seemed like maybe they felt like they're suboptimal, like unless you perfectly counted. And I guess that's where Jonathan, it comes from. me because I'm like, because I counted what seems like a suboptimal play is a fair, then that's my problem. with but it. But it.
0: Well, it also, your information isn't coming from, it's not like you're tracking mm, in my people's hand. hands. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's per- totally open information. It's all on the table. Like anyone, if they looked at it for enough time can realize, Oh, yeah, the we can't do that anymore. Regardless of what's in our hands, it's impossible. Anyway, we got within one. We we ended up just playing it out. There was one card we realized made it impossible to win. We got so we did as well as we could, missing one card. <laughs> Maybe this is a game that should be like um, the way well, Hanabi does it I, has a scoring system. Maybe I,
1: th- yeah. Oh, I mean that. I always find that to be a great addition it, to a lot of games. Yeah, this is just
0: a win or lose. So,
1: but I think the digital version will be really nice because it's assuming it,
0: it guides you that way. Yeah.
1: I mean, if it's in. anything like the crew, which we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. That it literally would say you lose. And if there's also, I mean, they probably don't have a go back button. I think that they need a friendly, like, cause that's what we did in the games were like,
0: you need to move it one over. Yeah. 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 Or because it just it's shouldn't, like, yeah,
1: it's, it's not ruining the game for you to be like, because it, you didn't. Because you didn't spend yeah, to me an extra five
0: minutes. That's not the game. I don't. I don't. Th- right. I, I don't feel like the spirit of the game is that you can mess that up. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people. Maybe that is the intention of the game <laughs> design. But I, I don't feel like that's what the challenge is supposed to be. It's supposed to be. About I, 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 I
1: think other. I agree with you. To me, playing this game, and I, I, even though. I have, I feel like we're complaining so much. I sort of would rather play this versus like the mind was like seeing how people play numbers. And like, sometimes great, you have the numbers next to it. Sometimes you gotta be like, okay, maybe if I play this card here instead, we'll have to do like go with the flow, so to speak.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. It's
1: just, it's just like, I want, I want a, like somehow a, I guess a score mode where like we put as many cards as we could.
0: I think the absolute biggest mark against this game is the length of time it takes to shuffle the cards well and then lay out this grid and then reshuffle them. It just feels like it feels like it has of the,
1: course, the powers may fix a bunch of these things, too. We don't
0: maybe, but I feel like this game has the complexity level and the accessibility level of Hanabi or the mind. But those games I can play 10 times in, in an hour versus this i feel like every time you by the time you're done setting it up you're like exhausted (laughs) it it feels i don't know it feels a little strange to me in that way but you know not it was interesting i you know like i would be curious to try it again but it is more mathy than those other games and i don't think as fun like I, i i don't think i would ever want to play this over certainly not over hanabi uh you know maybe it depending on my mood um I mean, even the crew is kind of the same genre. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of these games now (laughs) that exist, but it is, it's different. It is a little bit different in the fact that you, there are some things that play that aren't at play in those other titles. That game is called Tranquility. We also played Picture Perfect, a game which uh, made it to the tail end of my top 10 list for 2021 And this was our first time really playing it in a home environment with the full rules, including the auction uh, variant that is included. The the way the game works is you are arranging standees of people behind a screen according to secret envelopes, which tell you how they want to be placed, for instance, where they want to be placed, who they want to be next to, etc., and you only get to see a few envelopes at a time and you're trying to arrange them uh, appropriately to make them happy. And at the end of the game, you take a picture, a literal photograph of your setup and get score points based on how happy all your people are.
1: And you know what? Going back to NeuroStory, this is a great game to jump to if you like the idea behind Clue. It is mm. learning, learning pattern, like finding information in envelopes and stuff. But it's not just one guess and you're done. (laughs) Well, I guess it is, but it's not a win or lose. It's a scoring. It's interesting when you're like, oh my God, I placed this guy here. Oh no. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting, uh, you know, playing it because also uh, the way it works is there's random cards that determine how the envelopes get swapped each round. And sometimes, you know, you only get to see like one new envelope, for example, and you have to decide, oh, how am I going to deal with that? So some rounds could be like really short, and some you're spending a lot more time thinking. And it's also very much a memory game, as much as it is a deduction game, I suppose. More so, really, because it's... Yeah,
1: yeah, it's both. Yeah, it's the deduction in the sense, like, you might have to think of like who you need to know or want to know, based on the information you have, but then you also need to remember it.
0: It's almost, like, I almost felt like it was at a certain point, it was detrimental for me to learn too many things because that, the more I learned, the more of the earlier cards I forgot. <laughs> so. uh,
1: that, that, that did happen to me. I forgot one character completely that I read there. Cause it,
0: yeah. In the very beginning, I'm like, all right, that person is here for some reason. I'm like, I don't know why they're there. <laughs> the, I think one of my biggest complaints of, of when we played and
1: there's probably a, a way you can get around it. It's not that bad, but like, there, at least compared to when we played at the convention, we had auction cards, which you, you can pretty much try to get information from other characters, buying them with decorations, which are worth points at the end of the game. All our auctions were like at the end. Like, I, I want them maybe spaced out somehow. A well, way, yeah, it's, have been so home.
0: there's... Um there's a number for each round. There's six rounds. And when you're playing with auctions, you do three auctions, three non auctions rounds. And ours just, it was random. They just happened. Yeah, Like
1: it's, it's like, it's, it, I'm crying over spilled milk a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, maybe that could be worked better. Maybe if you just um, alternated it, one mm-hmm. non-auction, one auction. I don't see that how that would really affect. Or even
1: like, I, honestly, I'd rather have two more in the beginning with one near the end because it's like where you have less information so people don't know how to bid. And then that very last auction, everyone's like,
0: what's the last character I need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe something like that. I know there are like a couple of expansions for this but they're not out in america yet there is a five to six player expansion but from as far as i can tell it doesn't add any new gameplay really it's just the pictures are still developing yeah uh it's just more components uh but i would definitely be curious to see what that uh, what kind of other things they add in those different expansions because i feel like there's plenty of room for that but yeah still still a very unique interesting game and uh uh it's it's i feel like it's one that i i really want to play this more with like newer gamers too because i feel like it's it 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 you know you did compare it to clue and i feel like it does feel like you could latch onto this without really knowing you're not like moving a piece or building a deck all of the things that you're doing are very literal it's like and, I am,
1: and I, the game mechanics i mean I'm sure we can discuss the idea behind au- the auctioning and when when to bid, when not to bid, kind of. And you can just play without of auctions is, too. No, right, but I mean, it's not like I'm taking them to a deck builder where they have to learn. Like deck builders have a lot of you know subtle techniques and stuff you could argue about, like when to destroy cards, what to keep, right? What's powerful versus this is memorization.
0: You don't, yeah, you don't really need to learn anything <laughs> to play this game. Like you, you just need to remember it. Yeah, you, you could easily. You can play this. This could be your first board game you've ever played. And yeah, like you said, it's not like, wait, how does what's drafting or or even wait, what does worker placement mean? You don't have to tell someone that, <laughs> you know, it's all. What it's do you a, mean? I, I want to m- remove cards from my deck. Yeah. yeah, It's right there on the table. It's like this. This is what they want. Do what they put them where they want to go. You know, uh, so cool game. Picture perfect. And then we broke out an old classic wingspan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, yes. I thought it
1: was time for it to hit the table again and, of course, see see as I fail once again somehow to ex- clearly explain the rules to people.
0: <laughs> uh, it's mainly, I, I, you know, there's fault on all sides, I think. But uh, we did play Wingspan with the European expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, which adds in a bunch more birds and stuff. I don't think it adds, or maybe it adds a new kind of power, but.
1: It does. It adds the end of round power, yeah. but that's one of the reasons why I, I, at least as of now, I I very much prefer European over the the o-
0: o- Oceana. Yeah, Oceania. Yeah, o- Oceania. Oceania. Uh, expansion,
1: even though I love, you know, cassowaries and emus, is because, as you said, Jonathan, you don't have to think like I'm playing with the, exp- you're, you're playing Wingspan.
0: yeah i don't know if we need to explain this one to people listening but it's a card game where you collect birds and score points with the powers that they give you pretty popular game uh my my, i mean my biggest takeaway from this was that i i I don't we just really are so bad at game length (laughs) this was a this was in my opinion a significant failure in terms of playing a game in a timely it's, fashion it's, <laughs> uh, i
1: agree but i almost i guess i don't know why maybe because i knew wingspan and just the way it was going on outside of like i mean i screwed up once again Explained to someone how egg egg laying works it always seems don't be too hard on yourself but i almost like was fine just because it felt like it was the way it worked was it was much more of a social time of us hanging out
0: Yeah. Versus like playing game. I don't know. Maybe that was my own. And, you know, we're in different head spaces that, you know, Mm. like that's fine. If you're, you know, if you're hanging out, then in the scheme of things, as long as the people are at the table or having fun, who cares? But to me, and we did play with five players. So that's the max length. And because this is one of those games where, you know, it definitely takes longer the more players you have. There's no getting around that. Um, I feel like in my head, wingspan is like should be 45 minutes to an hour is like the ideal time for it. And I did personally, I did feel like the second half of the game, I was like, Oh my God, we're only on like round three. Now it really felt like it was stretching out, but I, I, you know, I still enjoyed the game. I just really wanted it to be condensed. Um, I think the time on the boxes says like an hour, something. or I think it says like 70 minutes or something weird like that. But uh, I don't know. I was, I, I, I do think I would almost cap that game at four players. Personally, I feel like five is too long
1: and especially 40 with, to 70 yeah, minutes,
0: 40 to 70 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And we, I, it, it definitely took us two and a half hours best at three around, around two and a half hours. I mean, man, probably including rules to be fair, but yeah, we did have two people who are,
1: one who has only played once that I screwed up the rules before and somehow screwed it up with them again. And one person who was new, which is nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, still, it's still Wingspan. I still enjoyed it. I, I played my birds. I didn't um, do that great, but I did my birds. <laughs> 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 it was what it was. <laughs> um, all right, that's all the stuff that we played. I did, in fact, prepare... Uh, Uh, A little bit of a unique board game game that I thought we'd try playing, but that's not how we say it on this show. We say it like this board game game. So this week, you're going to you're going to love slash maybe hate this one.
1: I can't wait. You're going to find out. Yesterday, I snuck a pill into your head. In order to get the antidote, you'll have to find the key.
0: (laughs) I have uh, hidden a series of escape room style puzzles. (laughs) You will need to decipher them if you want to live. You have one hour starting now. No, uh, that is not in fact the case. This week's board game game is called Nerdly Weds. That's right. Sort of like the Newlyweds game. Uh, I have a series of questions relating to board games, and we are going to be tasked with answering them about the other person and seeing if we can match what they think we are going to write or what we think we're going to try to guess what the other person's going to say. We're trying to have the same answer is what I'm trying to get across here. Just like the game show Newlyweds, only these aren't questions about our personal lives. <laughs> They're board game related. Uh, that makes sense. I think we all know how to play that game, right? We, you're the only other person here, so I want to make sure you know how to play that game. I have no idea, so let's go. <laughs> Great. We're all we're all on the same page here. So um, I guess the way that it's going to work, uh, this may differ a little bit from the way the game show works or the board home game version of it or what have you. Uh, but I'll ask a question and I think we each need to write down an answer one for ourselves and one for the other person. And then we'll do one of us at a time and, and reveal, uh, what we got. Right. right, Let
1: me get, let me get a document up and ready
0: then. Sure. Sure. (laughs) The first question they're going to go with, um, I feel they're going to get better as they go. The first question is, uh, were the other person, you or I, I'm still I'm all still struggling even after I wrote it with how I should word this. I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it this way. Uh what board game, what original character from a board game would you desire to be? Were you to be transformed into a board game character? which oh. character would you be for oh, this one? for the, tough, cause I feel like for the sake I, of it, I am eliminating magic. The gathering, <laughs> that's not an option because you know, I'm not going to write any of those down. <laughs> this is a broad oh, one. I admit this is a broad one. So if, I, uh, not only that, what I feel like it's going to happen is like, you're going
1: to have a thing and then I'm going to put like, Oh, I didn't even think of that game. And then I'm going to remind for you. And you're gonna be like, Oh, I didn't think of that game. I like your idea. Well,
0: We're going to see that. That'll okay. be even so better. I put
1: one for me. And one that I think you would put for yourself.
0: That's right. Yes. Yes. I, it, I, I was going to phrase this as which would you be, but I feel like that's even harder. So I'm just going to say, which would you, <laughs> which do you want to be? <laughs> All right, let's see. And uh, this is, this is tough. I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know for myself. You know what? That's, that's a good one. That's what I'm going to put for you. Perfect. And <laughs> <Who> <laughs> I may cut I out. I want to be, I may cut out some of this dead air. That's fine. So, I'll, uh, why don't we start with what I wrote for you?
1: Okay. What did you write for me? So, there's a
0: lot of choices here.
1: There are a lot.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to tell you my some of the other ones I thought of, and then I'll tell you what I actually wrote down.
1: Oh, okay. I just found his name great.
0: Uh, the, Go on. The first one that came into my head was, um, I like, Gigazor or some monster from King of Tokyo, but I thought, you know, I don't think will actually wants to be a kaiju. I think he just likes kaijus.
1: Yes. Yes. I want to, I want to pilot a mechanized one to do with the kaijus or
0: something. Yeah. No, no spoilers. I don't want to, I don't want to hear any reveals yet. Uh, I also thought that, uh, and, and there's a good chance that this maybe is what you wrote down, which is, somebody from arkham horror maybe or mansion of madness maybe a roland banks one of those that could be like you might have written down roland banks truly but what i wrote down i sort of went more with what i remembered of uh sort of your uh preferences as a gamer maybe and what i wrote down was the vagabond from root
1: you know what i really <laughs> like that one but yeah. that is not what i wrote down
0: all right love to hear what you wrote.
1: um i wrote down because i couldn't uh, the name like last minute changing and all this stuff was actually the tinker i don't remember their name but the tinkerer might be gadget or something like that from centrals the multiverse
0: oh okay a superhero who makes all
1: well because I th- hearing the Arkham stuff, I never my mind went there first. I'm like, but I don't want to be in Arkham horror. <laughs> that's <laughs> miserable. <laughs> my mind is already bad enough as is. <laughs> Fair enough. So and because we sort of talked about uh, you know, with the expansion, that's when I was like, oh yeah. First I thought the main guy who a legacy, I think his name,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the 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 Superman. Yeah, just because I'm like that's a
0: guy. <laughs> um, but then I remembered, oh wait, there's someone with the little robot dinosaurs. Yeah. All right, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I never would have written that, but good good answer. All right. So who did you think that I would be? <laughs> um, and I'll, don't I'll take be, this the wrong way. Listen, I could barely even think of one, so I'm sure you'll be I close. just
1: I went with a like I feel like this could be insulting depending on all right. I'm form. ready
0: to be insulted. I, I thought, like, I'm you know what?
1: It. Because same idea. Like, you want something that gives you positive benefits. And what's a simple one that's very positive people want is money. So I put Mr. Monopoly. (laughs)
0: I'm going to take this as you just couldn't think of a better answer. <laughs>
1: hey, it came to mind. I'm like, you know
0: what? That's a good one. That's a huge variety. So <laughs> you know, it's... I'm not going to write that, though. <laughs> I, couldn't, I don't know what you would. If though, we're this on thing, Newlyweds, like... we've lost. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, is, what is his name? Mr. Penny Bags uh, or something? Penny
1: Bags or something, maybe.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah um, I, uh, what I wrote down was and i it's honestly kind of a cop-out but i was like i don't know maybe like a detective from like detective city of angels or one of those kinds of games that's like that's as far as i got
1: that that's that's the problem like that's why like i just went with it because i'm like there's i know there aren't as many big ones like once again ignoring magic gathering
0: but like how do i choose it's not i feel like name a favorite food i thought that you might have get, gone with like thinking of social deduction games or something. So I almost wrote down like Merlin or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. Oh, that would have been a good one for you. All right. So that's that so far. We didn't, we didn't get any, but I think unity, they, I think they by the way, be... Oh, unity is the character you're thinking of. Yes. All right. I think we are going to get, uh, they're going to get easier from here. Our next question is what would the other person's dream IP game be that doesn't already exist? So board game based on an existing property from movies, TV, video games, et cetera, that oh, doesn't God. already have. I have to remember. I'm not
1: going to look at our video, but I got to re- try to remember IPs. <laughs> it, Problem it, is, it, a lot of the ones that I would like, if you weren't. They exist were
0: to, now. Like, yeah,
1: I think you, at least for you, I feel. And I'm
0: going to say, like, not even not even uh, like, oh, there's a bad one. Like, it can't have a game at all just to eliminate okay. it.
1: I feel that's more for you than me, <laughs> uh, in terms of, like you trying to think of a game for me, because mm. there are bad oh. ones. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, there could be um, a little
1: bit. But no, like, well, it's even for the ones for you. Like, I th- if I think of like properties you would love, like, there are good games in that property. We won't count. Like what you, um,
0: we won't count. Like, like, for example,
1: yeah, here's an, an obvious one: Buffy. But I'm like. I think you'd want like a more mystery deduction Buffy because I think you could make a good one in that world or something. For example, right,
0: right. That it makes it a lot easier. It makes it harder to narrow down if we include existing games, um, and also um, I forget what I was going to say. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm thinking of. I got. I wrote mine down trying to think of because you're actually kind of hard to because oh well no you know what no yours is bad. well i'm hard too because i can think of but they're they're more bad unlike yours i actually think uh, yours a game is... that came out
1: recently of my properties
0: but... i think yours is i think i know yours assuming that's not uh, a board g- game. G- give me a minute to think about <laughs> I think of a couple ones that would be cool oh and don't include like um it, like also like a monopoly version doesn't count
1: no 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 okay yeah the game where it's built around yeah yeah
0: all right i've got i've got my answers
1: all right. You know, I'm going to go with this one. I think you might say it. It's a bit of a, um, I'm going, I'm going based on the audio expansion, but I'm going to need you to tell me the name of the thing.
0: Okay. The well, why don't we start so with I'll, you? This I'll start. Time. Yeah.
1: The, the new show of the high schoolers, like with, uh, what's her name from Spider-Man?
0: <laughs> Euphoria.
1: Yeah. I'm like, you've been saying how that was like the best TV you've seen in a long time. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs>
0: I mean, it's it's not what I wrote down. That's um, I I I do I do like that show. I, I that's why I went with like yours. I have no idea what that game would be like. I don't. I that could it could be like a very dark version of like a dream date. <laughs> 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 or I, I mean that's a wow. Yeah, then now I now I want to make that game because that sounds so. Hey, weird. see,
1: so so I'd argue that's a somewhat of a win in my book.
0: Um, you wow. at least are
1: like I like that's better than Monopoly when you were just like oh God.
0: Uh, what I wrote down uh, was Pikmin. Um, I think oh and, I was thinking How any. I-, I assumed you would write some kind of a Nintendo. I thought would be maybe an easy one to go to, but I. I can't. I I stayed in TV and movies. (laughs) I'm such a fool. Well, I wonder what this means for you, because what I wrote down for you was destiny.
1: That's what I put. (laughs) But even though I put that down, I didn't for (laughs) you. I feel so stupid. It's just like, because that's what I've been doing right now, because that's what I talked about in the recent podcast. I'm like, oh, the witchcraft is great. Well,
0: I know what your favorite things are. And three of them already have board games. So it left me with the fourth. (laughs) And uh, all right. Hey, we got we got one. One of us got one so far. All right. Uh, Another one coming up. Here we go. Uh, What's the first game that the other person would save if they could only take one game if uh, during a fire? There's a fire. You got to grab a game and go.
1: I got you. I got you.
0: Gloomhaven. (laughs) Just chugging that thing out. Let's also not include any trading card games. Assume, yes, this is this is in a box. <laughs> oh, this is actually that's actually hard. I, I mean the logistics of it makes I don't know. Are we doing logistically or are we gonna say this is a magic? It doesn't matter how big the game is. You just magic. Take
1: it. Just like it, I think the idea is this what you think that person would consider the most important game. You have
0: ten minutes notice before the fire starts.
1: <laughs> You're throwing it out the window onto like with a fireman's
0: shoe. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. All right, I have mine. Okay, so the tricky thing, when I initially wrote this question, I, in my head, I thought like, oh, basically like your favorite game or easy game to grab. But then what I realized is, well, it would really be probably the, a harder game to rebuy. And for you, I said Arkham Horror 2nd Edition. That's right. That's why t- the
1: other one that came close in my head, because I do think it's gonna, it would be hard to find, is Scribes Arena just because I was like uh, a small word solving game.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: like, I just, what Arkham means to me, you know, I, yeah. and that's where I went. And unfortunately I think it was much more obvious because my first mind for you yeah. was cosmic encounter. Hmm. And then I'm like, wait, no, no, no. Let's go something he knows about. Firefly. And then all of a sudden, right then, like with the space of Battlestar, I'm like, oh my God, how did I not think that? That hits everything. Hard to find, your favorite game. You have all the
0: expansions. Yes, the answer is that I wrote was Battlestar Galactica, for sure. You cannot buy it anymore. It was very expensive for me to get the final expansion. Uh, I initially wrote down Legendary kind of for the same reasons, thinking some of those expansions are out of print and there's a lot of cards I bought that are hard to get. But I changed it to Battlestar because I was like, that one is...
1: No, I, to... I I agree because I feel, I don't know, it's just something about... So, like, what a I surprise. Like leg- we like, both
0: wrote down each other's favorite game.
1: <laughs> well, also... Narkom was, was not my number one, was it? No,
0: I guess it wasn't, but it was oh. maybe top ten yeah. or something.
1: Well, I do think, like you said, the out-of-print. Also, I feel like... this. Uh, let me go with the difference with Legendary. And for me, I thought about that, the DC deck-building game. Like, those are big things, but I feel like if those got burnt in a fire and lost, we'd just be like, well, that's it. Yeah. It's done. Right. It's gone. (laughs) Yeah, we're not doing that again. Battlestar, (laughs) and to me, when I thought about Arkham was like, and this, like, and I'll I'll quickly talk about with the Magic Gathering, like, I I know what card I would save. It's somewhat expensive and hard to get, but it's not because of that. It means something to me. And I think Battlestar and Arkham mean something to each of us. Like, I think it has that sentimental extra stuff combined with it hard to get. It's just it would be the no brainer.
0: Yeah. All right. One more. One more for us. The last one for the game is what is the other person's biggest pet peeve at a game night? Biggest thing. And it could be directly related to a game. Could be adjacent to the game. Just at a game night.
1: I am sort of between two for me. As well. <laughs> I
0: hope it's the same two and you pick the other one. <laughs> All
1: right. Let's do this.
0: So I guess starting with me this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So one of the ones I thought of for you that I did not write was uh, like people uh, like doing a lot of eating and food and drinks and stuff at the table, distracting from the game. What I did write down was more is more about gameplay itself and kind of hard to sum up but i I wrote like someone sort of unfairly targeting someone else or not sort of playing not in their interest to win but for outside the game reasons that they want to like attack that should be my number one (laughs) i i
1: regret now now putting that mostly because i also do that or used to do that i feel like i've gotten better but yeah that
0: is you used to do uh, that
1: Oh, I've been, I'm very bad person. <laughs> Anyways, you understand the most, th- the things I hate the most in the world are usually things I do.
0: Mm, we're all, yeah, we reflect broken mirrors of our surroundings. Anyways, um, what did you write?
1: So so what I wrote was specifically having conversations during gameplay
0: explanation. Mm, yeah, that's a big one. Because
1: w- I'm fine with you talking while we're playing, but for the love of God, let's actually get to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that was uh, the other one I was thinking was, and this one I sort of put off because like it sort of bothers me, but it's a little. It's like I would like heads up that you're coming because oh. <laughs> I want a player count.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I know. Uh, and that one seems a little bit, but like the things I was thinking of what, before, maybe I'll, 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 you know, I'll say what yours is first. And, and I then, feel like
0: mine on this one was a gimme, <laughs> but we will see what you were said.
1: Doing other things, particularly with electronic devices such as a phone or like a Nintendo switch between turns.
0: Yeah. I, I wrote, I wrote phones. Yeah. Be being on your phone, like all the time during a. During yeah. The,
1: phones yeah. are the biggest one, but I wanted to be like, you know what? I think the switch because this portable and enough people, you know, have it counts. That's why I kept in general. Like I, I well, first of all, I do this, but the only times I tend to do this are when I know what I'm going to do on my turn. Like you better be ready as soon as your turn flips. And first of all, if there are things that can happen between turns, I always magic gathering instant spells. You, you you can't do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but like, and, I, I, and I understand where you come from. Yeah. Now, uh, go, I want to quickly mention the things like don't happen in our game group, really, Jonathan. So I'm like, I don't know if I can count them would be like one. If, if we were sitting at a table and someone came and just ate a bunch of chinos, didn't clean their hands and started messing with the pieces. Like, <laughs> I think both of us are going to look at that person and be like, drop it. Yeah. Yeah. And, You know, the second one being mocking or insulting someone for wanting to like or play a game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's
1: right. Like that's what's like. Yeah, those like pet peeves, but those didn't happen. And if they happened. That's I'm true. throwing a
0: shoe at you. If you're like bending or destroying components of a game or something, stealing, stealing a game, cheating at a game. I feel like that'd be like saying my biggest pet
1: peeve is murdering someone yeah. at the table.
0: <laughs> there, are, <laughs> there are worse things you could do, but they aren't always relevant to us. So, so uh,
1: like I had to do with things that like we're, we're all culpable of. And I do really feel like yours like, yeah, that makes – it's and it's very weird and specific at times when those come up, but like, I feel like that's why I chose mine. Like, this is one that comes up. It's pretty general Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's one that people can be guilty of. I guess that's where my, uh, my idea of a pet peeve versus the murdering.
0: (laughs) Well, out of a possible uh, eight points, so to speak, we got four, we got half, we got half, right? I got two of yours. You got two of mine.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank God. I was like, so, Will, you know nothing
0: about me. <laughs> we both aligned on question number three, and otherwise we we split off. But, uh, but you know, there you go. That's some. Well, the, also, the first question was honestly really hard because there's like no, a thousand why, choices. Like,
1: <laughs> it's so weirdly specific in how you take it. Like, I completely agree. It was just yeah. like,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I was a. That's why
1: I honestly one of the reasons I won Monopoly is like that's gen- that's like the most generic character I can think of.
0: Right, you're just trying to just trying to find that, common that, ground. Adds
1: a positive trait i say in quotes
0: (laughs) well anyway that's our board game game uh i I would be interested to hear anybody listening if you had your own answers or maybe even guesses as to what we would say if you've been following us long enough you could submit them to us at our email address meeplegallery at gmail.com or if you have any other questions or comments about board games you can go there too for that uh you can go to rollforcrit.com. you'll find more of our youtube videos live streams merch and other stuff you can support us on patreon for our special bonus podcasts where we talk about more board game topics and other topics too at patreon.com slash right.
1: you can hear about me talk about the recent destiny expansion and jonathan talk about the tv show which apparently <laughs> i was way off
0: the on. euphoria board game which is just just ripe for the making there and you uh, know
1: what that would probably actually go well with as a system what's that Well, like not exactly but something like dead of winter like very much personal goals, you know, and
0: (laughs) there's a lot of ways you could take it. (laughs) A role-playing game, maybe Uh, let us know what you, which, what, how you would design a euphoria game. Uh, Or you can just rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us out too. Anyway, that is everything for this week's episode. Thanks to our guest, which is us. And thanks to each other. I'm Jonathan. I'm Will. And this is Roll for Crit.